Hi, I'm Ava Hartling. Welcome to The Brand is Female. This is a podcast where inspiring women share their journey. My guest today is Koli Denhan, founder of Vinivore, a wine shop which sells wine by women winemakers from around the world, based in the Silver Lake neighborhood of Los Angeles. Before we get to our conversation, I want to thank our sponsor. This season of our podcast is brought to you by TD Bank Group Women Entrepreneurs. TD helps women entrepreneurs achieve success and growth through its program of educational workshops, financing, and mentorship. Visit thebrandisfemale.com slash podcast and follow the link to find out how TD can help. I also want to ask you to leave us a review and a rating if you enjoy the show, whether you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the app of your choice. As podcasters, this is how we can grow, make it onto charts, and get discovered by more listeners like you. Coley has always been involved with the hospitality industry, working in a number of famous spots after she moved from Santa Barbara to LA, including Fred Siegel's, Marrow's Cafe, Farfalla, and Barney Greengrass. She went on to become a certified sommelier and become an entrepreneur to open The Must in downtown LA and later Perch, which also garnered accolades and became a go-to spot on everyone's list. After a few years in the restaurant biz, Coley decided it was time to switch over to wine, and she decided to focus exclusively on selling the work of women winemakers from around the globe. And so Vinovore was born. Here is my conversation with Coley. Um, I grew up in Santa Barbara. <clears throat> and um, I was always very fascinated with the entertainment industry, um, even at a young age. Uh, I always wanted to move to L.A. and Hollywood and just be a part of the magic mm-hmm. of it all. And Santa Barbara's not far. Um, so I had a little bit of a, a child acting career. Um, but okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anything, anything we'd remember. <laughs> oh gosh, I don't know. I think I was in one of the Brady Bunch movies and you know, a couple commercials. Oh, that's fun. But um, as I became a little older, you know, in my teen years, I realized that I didn't want to act. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, being in front of the camera wasn't necessarily where, where I thought I would have the most fun. Um, so I really turned my attention to writing. Um, so I moved here when I was 17. <clears throat> and just kind of, you know, live the L.A. dream for a, a long time, uh, you know, work in the grind. Back then, it was even harder to be uh, a woman in Hollywood. Um, so, you know, the opportunities just weren't great. Um, there was some successes, but nothing kind of paramount. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the same time, you know, everybody in L.A. who's you know, struggling in the entertainment industry, works in restaurants and bars. True. Yeah. So <laughs> I uh, developed, um, you know, real love for hospitality at the same time. Okay, okay. And, uh, you know, was a bartender and then kind of stumbled into, um, you know, wine and, and was offered to take a course to become a sommelier. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the restaurant I was working at sponsored me. So um, at the time, I wasn't that interested in wine. I was more on the the whole, it was kind of like during the whole cocktail revolution. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, mixology, <laughs> which now I cringe at the word. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I was really into that and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of didn't have a lot of interest in wine. I didn't think it was for me okay. or for the people that I was around, you know. Right. Um, it just didn't seem very, like, fun or edgy. Yeah. And it was, you know, for old, stuffy, rich people. Yeah. And I just, it wasn't for me. But um, when I 
started this opportunity and started taking the classes and my mind just kind of like exploded mm -hmm. about, you know, how cool wine is and, and, you know, the stories and the families and the history and the nuances and the factors of everything that um, I was like, why, why don't more people understand what wine's really about? You know, I mean, there's got to be a lot more people like me who have, you know, these stigmas. So mm -hmm. then I took it on to my mission to uh, spread the the gospel of, of wine. Of wine. Yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting because there's not that many women sommeliers. Traditionally, it's a role that's pretty male dominated. Um, how how was your experience when you took your class? And is was there something, I don't know where you, you studied exactly, but did you have any female role models in the, in the sommelier wine industry at that point? No. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> it's a clear answer. Yeah. There was probably 30 or 40 people in the class and maybe like four or five women okay um and you know friendly i mean it wasn't like this is terrible but you yeah. know i mean it's it's something that you know again i was already used to with the entertainment industry is just yeah. a very male dominated field and just even working in restaurants i mean in hindsight you know the the sexual inappropriateness that went on you know in my yeah. 20s in a restaurant was like wild now that i look back on it but it was just kind of at that point par for course yeah. yeah i mean every restaurant i worked in it was the same kind of um culture yeah but yes when i when i first when i graduated with the sommelier and i would go into these these trade tastings you know it was always you know these men and and they'd be pouring the wine and then there there would be a lot of men tasting the wine and they just never took me seriously right i was also young um you know i was in my 20s but it just it felt really annoying. I mean, especially at that point, because I felt like I probably had a better education and knowledge than right. most of these people that were treating me, mm. you know, passively or, or, you know, not giving me the time of day or taking me seriously. So it was a little enraging, mm -hmm. um, but only uh, <laughs> spurred me on to do more. <laughs> That's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. And tell me about starting the business. So Vinovore, mm -hmm. where you decided to focus on women mm -hmm. winemakers. So that's my next question. Because if there's not a lot of women sommeliers, I think there's even less women actually making wine. Yeah. And when we think of where wine comes from, especially in the old world, France, Italy, it's you know pretty conservative and traditional. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm curious to know how your interest in women winemakers came about. Yeah, so I... I after, you know, becoming a sommelier, I opened a wine bar and then I had restaurants and that, that went on for about 10 years. Okay. And then um, I was a little burnt out on all of that mm. and the hours and everything and sold my interest um, in all the, the restaurants and bars that I was working on. And I really wanted to do something different. And um, I wanted to do retail. I knew I wanted to try to bring my philosophy of wine into a retail shop, which mm -hmm. I had already done with the wine bar. Um, and then I just, you know, this was kind of during the election, the okay. last election. And, you know, we were all kind of in this moment of like, oh, my God, we're going to have our first female president. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just didn't even occur to anybody that it would go any other way. Yeah. Anybody I knew anyway. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we, everybody was kind of charged about, you know, women power. Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, what if I just did female winemakers? I, I don't know. I just I had just kind of had this thought. And then I started running it by a lot of my peers because I have this great, you know, um, pool of people that I work with in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And everybody was just like, this is a great idea. Yeah. And I Googled it to see, you know, yeah. wine shop, <laughs> female winemaker. Are there any? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and 
you know, kind of to my, you know, giddiness and dismay, there wasn't one. Right. So, I mean, it's so hard to do anything first yes. and ever anymore. Absolutely. Um, so I was really excited to do something first. And, you know, I, I was trying to think, you know, I, I know I'm not going to, you know, save lives opening a wine shop. And, you know, I mean, I, yeah. I don't do important work, so to say, as like, you know, a doctor would or, or whatever. But I, I, you know, I was trying to think what was important to me and, yes. you know, and, and uh, having an impact. Exactly. Yeah. Supporting women was definitely at the top of my list. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, throughout the years, I, you know, on my wine list at restaurants and bars, I always, you know, carried wine that was made by women. There tends to be a little bit of a through line with um, the style. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the wines tend to be a little bit more restrained, a little bit more elegant, mm -hmm. a little bit more um, hands-off approach. Interesting. A little purer, you know, yeah. let the, 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 the terroir, the the grapes, you know, everything speak for themselves, less manipulation, um, which is how, you know, women in general don't need this kind of big credit, you know, where where it's like, look what I did. I, yes. I oaked this for 12 months and then I did that to it and then I did that to it. Where, it's, it's really interesting to yeah. think about the difference between, you know, a wine made by men and a wine made by a woman and then the psychological differences that mm -hmm. come through totally. the actual wine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, and this is a generalization. It's yeah. not to say that men don't make elegant wine yes. and women and don't make, women, yeah, yeah, make bold. exactly. Yeah. But it was a through line for me and that that's the stylistically what mm -hmm. I like. Um, I also, you know, knew I wanted to have a particular focus and I, I, I love global wines, yeah. Yeah. you know, I didn't want to go like all California or all French, you know, I knew I wanted to really focus on, on the world. Um, so it just kind of was like a leap of faith. And then we decided this, we opened the shop and then the election happened and we didn't win. <laughs> and then, you know, all these other things started to come about, you know, me too. And all, yeah. you know, all this exposure yeah. and, you know, women got really angry. Yeah. And so it so, became even more important. Exactly. Yeah. It was a little fortuitous. Yeah. Um, you know, but always, I didn't want it to feel like a gimmick. You know, right. I, I always didn't want it to, that's why we didn't name it something like women power wines or, yeah. you know, something overtly. The shop's not pink. It's not it's pink. Not, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. I wanted it to just, stand on its own and we just happened to make that choice of carrying all female winemakers mm -hmm. so you a lot of people actually have come into the shop shopped even several times and didn't even realize so that's what i wanted i wanted it to just be kind of yes we happen to carry all female winemakers it's mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a choice we made and and we have everything that you need and yeah. you know we have a lot of men clientele and you know some people care some people don't yeah the name also doesn't give it away no i wanted you know i had the name early on and i had this like chart system that i wanted to use which was like kind of a way to make everything approachable again you know kind of demystifying wine and, and taking the pretension out of it. Mm -hmm. So tell me about the, the women winemakers that you carry. Mm -hmm. um, how do you go about finding them? Did you go and visit any of, you know, the, the, the wineries where they make the product? Yeah, you know, yes. The, there is, I think, about 10% of all winemakers are women. So the pool is definitely smaller. Yeah. Um, I was lucky, I'm lucky enough to have these relationships, like I said. So when I started talking to the vendors and the distributors that I work with, mm -hmm. um, I got like one of two reactions. One was, oh my God, that's a great idea. I don't even know. Let me start looking in my book and see what, see what I have. And then the other reaction was, yes, oh my God, I have this woman with this one. You know, so it was like 
kind of like some people who are already excited about it and some that were just excited to kind of think along those lines right. because nobody was asking. Yeah, yeah. Um, now I hear a lot of times people are like, oh yeah, you know, my my reps will be like, yes, everybody's asking me for Women May Wine. Like, yeah. yeah, we're trending. <laughs> uh, so, and then to your point, you know, you said there's, a, there's an interesting thing happening in Europe and European wines, um, you know, traditionally, you know, these chateaus and these estates and these vineyards have been in, you know, families for generations. Exactly. And it was always passed down to the sons yeah. or the husbands of the daughters. Exactly. Um, I spent a lot of time in the south of France and they always, <laughs> you know, you walk in and, and they literally have the family tree on the wall and it's always how it's always a dude like why is it that you know even if there's a daughter it always ends up being the husband of somebody else mm -hmm. yeah they just didn't trust women to make wine i mean yeah. there are of it course, just wasn't yeah like an option like women could not be wine yeah it's just not a a job you know it's kind of on the flip side you know for years men weren't secretaries you know i mean it was just like we all had our roles and yeah. You know, being in the vineyard wasn't one for, for women, although I'm sure, you know, through the generations, they were doing more than they got credit well, for. Well, exactly. Yeah. That's it. Because often women in a family of winemakers, they'll have another role. They'll mm -hmm. do marketing. Or, yeah, you know, exactly. Um, or they're out there and they're making decisions. They yeah. just don't get credit for Exactly. Um, you know, <laughs> they're, they're pruning, they're, you yeah. know, tasting, they're yeah. blending. Um, you know, I mean, there's some historical figures over time, like Madame Clicquot, but, yes. you know, but that was, you know rare and yeah. she you know i think it's because her husband died she, she, she had yeah. to you yeah. know um but i did start hearing a trend when i was you know hearing these stories of these women that you know there is a shift in europe and more women are going to enology school mm -hmm. it is becoming more acceptable for right. them to take over the vineyards and another cool through line that i saw with that is when they did take over the vineyards they would automatically change the practices to organic you know, mm -hmm. natural winemaking practices, yeah. more eco-friendly, more sustainable. Mm -hmm. So this was also something that I felt was very important to women across the board, uh, which is why we're also a natural wine shop. Okay. Because yeah. natural wine just tends to kind of go hand in hand with the philosophy of the general female winemaker. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, these stories kept happening over and over, which I thought was really, really cool. You know, I mean, and another part of it too, I hear, heard a lot is, you know, these estates or whatever, they would sell a lot of their fruit and, you know, their dad or who taught them everything, you know, would always, you know, sell the wine, uh, the grapes to other winemakers. Yes. And women, I heard, I mean, I've literally heard this at least a dozen times when they took over, they're like, no, we're going to make our own wine. Mm -hmm. Why are we giving this away? Yeah. Um, so that was kind of a beautiful kind of twist of fate too. I mean, literally quite mm -hmm. a few stories like that. So they change everything. They stop spraying, you know, yeah. pesticides, yeah. all these things. And then they move in that kind of natural direction. And then they, they start working on the brand. So like you said, a lot of women take this marketing role. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's almost like they kind of combined themselves and made a, mm -hmm. a whole, a wholeness out of it. Yeah. And with a new vision for what yeah. the, the winery and the label should be about. Mm -hmm. um, and Chris, if, um, so you're, the offering in the shop would be a mix. You've got different regions from California to Europe. Mm -hmm. What are some of your favorite female winemakers or maybe new ones that you've come across recently? Yeah, I mean, so it's interesting because I'm from California. I'm even from wine country, Santa Barbara, yeah. you know, is known oh, yeah, for wine. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But throughout my wine buying career, I never bought a lot of California wine okay. uh, because I didn't see a lot of value in it. 
I didn't think was that you know interesting to me. But there's been kind of this really amazing wave of um, New California, I'm calling it, right. uh, yeah. winemakers, and a lot of amazing women emerging from that. Mm -hmm. um, one of my favorite winemakers who I talk about all the time is Martha Stuman. Uh, she just makes these outrageously elegant wines. I mean, they're so good. Mm -hmm. And you know, she's got a wine called Varietally Incorrect, which is kind of epitomizes everything that I talk about. I love it. It's, yeah, it's Zinfandel. So yeah. you're used to Zin being this like, you know, big, jammy, uh, spicy, you know, yeah. uh, California's just, you know, beat Zin over the head with yeah. everything. And she just makes this like Varietally Incorrect of what you think the varietal should be. be. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's restrained, it's elegant, you can even put a little chill on it. I mean, it's just, it's just wonderful. She's great. Um, so she's doing some really beautiful things in natural wine. I love uh, Megan Bell, also from California. She's young, um, and she's doing some really crazy um, analogy things. She's she's in the Santa Cruz Mountains, which right there is not you know normally a famous California wine growing region, which okay. is why she calls her wine margins because it's outside the margins. But there's some vineyards where she literally is like crawling down hills and climbing up, you know, waterfalls and finding these old vines that have been there forever and helping wow. helping these like farmers tend them, you know. Mm -hmm. So she's she's found all these like cool old vines and these forgotten parcels that she's helped bringing back to life and she makes really beautiful Chenin Blanc mm -hmm. from California. Oh wow. And it's like quite honestly, the best Chenin Blanc I've ever had, and okay. it's from California. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there's some, just some icons in Europe, uh, Elisabetta Foradori, mm. uh, who's kind of the queen of, you know, natural wine in Italy. She really changed quite a bit. Mm -hmm. uh, she took over, I believe, in like the early 90s for her, from her father. Okay. Same thing, you know, changed everything to organic, natural wine practices. She really um, champions uh, the native grapes, okay. um, which is another thing that I've noticed kind of goes hand in hand with women and, and natural mm -hmm. wine is, you know, sometimes we like to put, you know, square pegs and round holes mm -hmm. in a lot of industries, but also in the wine and, and, you know, some things don't grow indigenously like California. Yeah. Um, you know, we're all about Cabernet and Chardonnay and, you know, that, that might not be the best with global warming and things moving right. forward. I mean, there are drought resistant vines. They're just not nearly as possible. I mean, there's tens of thousands of different varietals in the world and we really only focus on like eight. Right. <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, yeah. predominantly. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, I love winemakers that are really about their, you know, their roots and what, what's meant to be there mm -hmm. um, and what's indigenous. And, and Europe does that really, really well. This season of The Brand is Female is made possible with the support of TD Bank Group for Women Entrepreneurs. Confidently, building your business takes sound advice plus guidance to the right connections, tools, and resources. As a woman entrepreneur myself, I know I need all the support I can get. And what's great about TD Services for Women is their collaboration-based approach. They work with both internal and external partners that can provide education, financing, mentoring, and community support. TD employees are able to be proactive in the advice and guidance they give to women in business. They can facilitate and connect you to workshops, coaching, and mentorship, and they engage other like-minded business leaders in an authentic way so we can share experiences and learn from each other. Now, let's go back to my conversation with Coley. 
Um, and tell me about first starting the business. Obviously, you were already an entrepreneur. You've had several other ventures before the wine shop. What was your experience as a woman running a business? And um, I mean, hospitality is not an easy place to be. Um, and when you opened the wine shop, maybe more specifically, did it feel like, you know, I've got this, it's going to be a success. People are accepting it. And, you know, I've got something that's going to work mm -hmm. in the long term. Or was it more of an uphill experience? I'm kind of optimistic to my own detriment, <laughs> which is probably why I pick myself up and put myself back together so many times because um, great quality. If you're going to be an entrepreneur, yeah, I just I'm just not phased. I always think I'm going to kill it. Yeah, <laughs> always. It's a great place to be. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I've become slightly more cautious, but not really. Um, you know, I have to constantly, you know reel myself in or surround myself with people mm -hmm. who reel my reel me in um yeah i i felt really good about this i mean i was a little nervous about the female wine thing yeah. and i actually expected a little pushback okay um okay. and i didn't get it uh which actually really surprised me mm -hmm. um I, I was like there's got to be some troll out there who's gonna be who's like gonna yeah what the men yeah. and, you know whatever yeah. and um it's honestly, I mean, maybe it's because of the, you know, the political climate, what's yeah. going on that yeah. everybody's afraid to, to judge. <laughs> I don't know. But, um, you know, and, and the fact that we're not throwing it in everybody's faces and, mm. you know, that we try to be, you know, a really well-rounded shop outside of that concept. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I was, I was surprised um, at how well it's been received, mm. to be honest with you. Um, both press, but also like, you know, stupid things like Yelp reviews and things like that where, yeah, where you course. think you know there's always because in restaurants it was just maddening you know there's always somebody yeah. you know you always just want to like shake people and be like open your own restaurant yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, you'll see. yeah exactly because yeah. there's so many variables um, and honestly you know the retail part is so much easier than owning a restaurant right, that right. this yeah. was this has been pretty fun okay, okay. Um, and again you know just the, the neighborhoods really embraced us um, and we have really great staff who actually like really feel like they care mm -hmm. about what's what's happening here and we've gotten some really tremendous press that's also brought in kind of outside clientele mm -hmm. you know where we get you know people driving from Malibu just for the day right uh, just just to come here or even you know Orange County or we've even had people drive from Santa Barbara just to come here for to get wine and right. or people who have heard of us from out of state and when they're visiting we actually get a lot of people from Canada oh fun yeah, yeah all the time like at least once a week we get people I don't know if Canada Canadians like to visit here a lot or we're on their radar yeah well um, probably both yeah this time of year the sun's definitely appealing yeah I bet it, it's also in Canada because there's not a lot of specialty wine shops because it's state license yeah. right so you have to go to the, the government wine shop or alcohol shop, basically. And depending on where you're located, there's not great selection, typically. There can That's be. what everybody's telling yeah. me. It's, it's in, and even if it's, you know, especially natural wine, yes. I was told, like, you can only be limited to one bottle yeah. per person. I mean, yeah. that's wild. Yeah. So, 
Um, and I'm actually speaking of the fact that you used to, you know, run restaurants and be in a, a hospitality business. That's obviously, you know, that becomes your life. All my friends who are in a restaurant biz, I mean, it's 24 seven. Um, how do you, and now you still, you know, own a shop and I know that requires a lot. Um, how do you find, and I hate using the word balance. I've talked about this on podcasts a lot. I don't like that it's imposed on women. We've been told that, you know, we can have it all. But how do you <laughs> stay grounded and kind of stay sane even with a super busy lifestyle? What are some of those things that you need to do on a regular basis? Um, I read once somewhere that, you know, when Steve Jobs needed inspiration, he went and walked in nature and he would take like, you know, meetings on these walks. So I pretty much go on a, a hike, a local hike every day. And I start my day that way. And I just, I'm, I'm the kind of person that's just, I just, I can't stop. Like I'm not never taking a nap in my life and I just okay. need to keep going yeah. and I have yeah. a lot of energy and tons of ideas. So that always just kind of helps me like sort out, helps me be extra creative. Um, you know, what I love about the wine shop versus a restaurant is that I do feel like I have more of a chance to expand in a linear way. Um, so, you know, new new projects are constantly arising, uh, new ideas, you know, we're starting, we've started our own wine brand based on, you know, the Vinavore chart and things like that. So more travel is, is available to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then I have um, a very grounding uh, partner. Okay. That usually helps a lot. <laughs> yes, the, she uh, definitely keeps me and um, gets my head out of the stars, but in a good way. Uh, you know, because yeah. sometimes, um, like I said, I, I can be a little overly optimistic <laughs> and sure myself. Yeah. Bringing you back yeah. to reality. But also, you know, business minded. So, yeah. you know, I, I, her advice is very important to me. and. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's a that's a big part of keeping myself stable. Mm. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, I mean, it's this is this is this is the good stuff right now. You know, yeah. I mean, it's it's. I feel like I'm. I've hit a little bit of the the gravy portion. Yeah. Of my career. <laughs> well, and speaking of that, what would be your definition of success? And if I had asked you maybe five or ten years ago, how different would your answer have been? I mean. Innately, you know, the monetary aspect always comes into play for me. Yep. Um, but I would say now probably less so. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would definitely in the past gauge success on um, money. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Making money. Yeah. Uh, always trying to make money, and and I still am always trying to make money. Yeah. So that that's uh, that's always there, but. There's a pride that I definitely have with this shop, um, you know, that I feel like we're putting we're putting out some good work and mm -hmm. and you know getting these you know I get a lot of emails from now a lot of female winemakers reach out to me that's great and they'll be like oh somebody was telling me about your shop and mm -hmm. I'd love to be a part of it and you know the fact that the word is out mm -hmm. and that we've gotten you know these really beautiful write ups and you know people are listening that that feels like a lot of success to yeah. me. Yeah. As a woman, do you feel you're able to own your success? Yes. Now, I know that's not always the case. Um, I, like I said, yeah, I'm pretty scrappy. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that um, oppression just pushes me harder. Mm -hmm. So 
I definitely love to own my success. Yeah. Maybe even a little bit too much. Um, <laughs> well, I think we need more women who do own it to inspire everybody else. You know, exactly. And this is this is what I say, you know, why, why aren't there more female winemakers? Because, you know, I don't feel like women generally have this, this, you know, feeling that they need the recognition. Yeah. You know, it's always the woman behind the man. I mean, mm -hmm. this has just been ingrained for us for years. But at the same time, I feel like women don't generally need that attention. You right. know, they're not fluffing their feathers. And I'm not a man hater by any means, so yeah. I don't want to come off that way. No, but, know. you know, and throughout that, it's not that they're not doing really important and amazing things, but they're not getting the recognition for them because mm -hmm. they're not asking for it. Right. They're not um, driven by ego as much. Exactly. And I'm not saying it's their fault that they're not getting recognition. I yeah. mean, it's not, you know, it's societies. But I, 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 I encourage people to own, you know, what they're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, men are. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes men are, are owning what the women are doing. Yeah. You exactly. know? <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, we're becoming a certified woman-owned business right now. And mm -hmm. it's this whole interviewing process. And I was like, why is this such a big deal? You know, here's, here's the paperwork. I own, yeah. I own the place. They're like, you'd be surprised how many men try to get mm. their their businesses certified women owned oh, so they can wow. get the benefits of okay. it and i'm okay. just like really guys really <laughs> <laughs> but you know they're out there making it happen for themselves yeah. why shouldn't we yeah you yeah, know exactly. i mean that's crafty mm -hmm. but can you really blame them they're out there working it you know yeah. why aren't we yeah. so i yeah. yeah let's let's work it own it mm -hmm. feel it do it so what's one thing you wish women would do more of in general? And maybe for 2020, what is your wish for women to be doing more? Again, I, I think owning, you know, their successes, uh, taking the risks. I, I think I think more women also need to support other women. Yes. Um, you know, you look at, you know, VCs, yeah. uh, you know, investors. So, you know, there's women with ideas, there's women that are talented, there's women that want to start businesses yeah. and it's hard. And, you know, one of the things that I remember from my time in the entertainment industry is, is I know if I had the same accomplishments, I know the accomplishments that I had that a man had less of, mm -hmm. but he was a man, he would get the opportunity. Yes. And I know that's changing a little bit, mm -hmm. but I feel like there needs to be more women in power yeah. and more women that support women. I think only 4% of, of VCs are women. Yeah. And yeah. these are the people that are funding the entrepreneurs. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts about, yeah. you know, businesses and, you know, you hear these women who have these now major, major, major companies, but mm. when they were out there pitching, they maybe it was a makeup company and they would be in front of all these men and they're like, oh, you know, maybe I'll give it to my daughter and see what she thinks of it or yeah. my wife. And these women are like, but you're the one investing. Like, That's you've got to, like, you know, feel this. And, yeah. and, and, and again, even more importantly, sometimes I say than women supporting women, it's men supporting women. Yes. So yeah. I think, I you know, that old, um, kind of idea that women can't handle certain things needs to just go away. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. it just, we can handle everything better <laughs> or more or equal. Um, you know, like you said, there's there's way more male sommeliers than women. Women have an innately better sense of smell. So right there, we actually have an advantage, yeah. but yet we're not using it. Yeah, yeah. 
And when talking about men supporting women, because for a lot of people, when we bring that up, they don't know what it means exactly. So mm -hmm. to you having, having the support of a man, mm -hmm. what does that look like? We, we've talked about VC investment, but yeah. in general for men who do want to support women. Listen, there's amazing men out there. And I, my business partner is actually one of them and he invested in me and he invested in this idea and he believed in it. Yeah. Um, and I love him for it. Yeah. You know, he's, he's a wonderful man. And, and I just think there just needs to be more of that. You know, um, most men need women <laughs> so, you know, much in their personal lives. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if, if they, where the disconnect is mm -hmm. of, of thinking that a woman can't handle it. Um, I think that's where a lot of the, that comes from that men have the stigma that women can't handle it. Right. But yet, you know, we're born to bear children, you know, <laughs> what's, exactly. what's their bigger thing to handle than life, you yeah. know? Yeah. So I think men just kind of being more open, but women also, you know, banging on the doors. That's, that's yes. really what's going to bang on yeah. those guys doors. Yeah. Don't take rejection seriously. Yeah. I mean, I've been rejected and turned down yeah. and who cares, yeah. you know, yeah. it only takes one. Yeah. You know, it only takes one to believe in you. And yeah. And you got to knock on several doors before one will open, regardless yeah. totally. of whether you're a man or a woman. Yeah. I always think, well, what is, what is rejection? It's nothing. It's yeah. not even a, no. it's not even a, a feeling, a, yeah. a thought. It's just, stupid. Yeah. You, know? it's yeah. just you, you feel good about what you're doing and somebody else will, will align, you know, mm -hmm. it just wasn't meant to be with that one and you just keep going. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think you've answered part of it, but what would be your top advice for a woman interested in starting her business, maybe in uh, hospitality or, uh, or winemaking, actually? You know, jump in. Um, you know, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. Um, I think starting is the most important part yeah. and thinking small. Mm -hmm. um, my my issues in the past is I always think very, very big. Um, but I've learned if I dial that down, if I just yeah. shrink my, my, you know, initial, um, vision, mm -hmm. it, it's a little bit more, um, accessible. Right. So you mean it's more like starting small. It's, it's okay to have the big picture, exactly. but you've got to start with one piece of it. Right? Or if you have this idea of what you want to do and it seems so big, mm -hmm. just start, yeah. but start it small. Like starting a, a vineyard might be right. overwhelming to a yes. people. <laughs> <laughs> if I have a vision of, you know, a vinovore in every city, yeah. I got to start with one, yeah, you exactly. know? So exactly. If you, if you want to make wine, but you're like, I'm never going to be able to do this. Mm -hmm. It's, it's too expensive. It's too, where am I going to find the grapes? Start, do, do a barrel, yeah. you know, see, yeah. see where it takes you. Yeah. Um, you know, life is just so funny, you know, mm -hmm. it, yes. opportunity is just, it's at every corner and, and, and sometimes, you know, you think you want something and you don't in the end and, and you know, you change, um, you know, so what I thought I wanted, I didn't. Yeah. And what I have now is what I didn't think I wanted, but I do. Right. So I think just the starting yeah. is believing in yourself, get rid of the doubt. It's mm -hmm. just, it's so silly. Mm -hmm. Um, and just, just start. Yeah. Yeah. So what's on your wish list for 2020? What's coming up? What are the plans? What's on your vision board for the year? The year um, um, I would say, again, you know, uh, 
woman wine global domination. Uh, <laughs> Vino born yeah, in every town. Some, yeah. Small objectives. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, I, I always think big, and I, I definitely, um, you know, we've been getting a lot of opportunities to people reaching out to us. You know, hey, put a vinovore here, put a vinovore there. Um, in the past, I would have been very like, yeah, let's let's go. So yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to be a little bit more strategic. Right. Um, but I definitely see another another location mm-hmm. in the future. Right. Um, like I said, we, we've started our own wine brand, which, um, you know, we it's kind of all arriving next month. And then we have local distribution, but mm-hmm. I'd love to get other, you know, outside distribution. Um, and just kind of keep going. I, you know, I mean, the idea of, you know, We've been talking about you know creating a nonprofit and you know just mm, cool. more ways to support women and yeah. wine and and get our message out um, in a really kind of subtle way. You know, I mean, again, I, I just I love that it can just kind of stand alone and 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 I want to keep that going. I mean, mm. in my crazy vision, you know, we open you know fifty, a hundred of these, and then a huge company buys us out because how cool would that be? You know, Bevmo now wants to own a piece of women wine makers or something crazy like that. Yeah. Or I keep them all. I'm I'm fine with that too. Uh, But yeah, just keep on going and see where the, the, see where the world leads me. Yeah. Love it. Well, best of luck for all the plans. Thank you so much. Including the really ambitious ones. Thank you so much for speaking to me today. Thank you so much to Coley from Vinovore. If you liked our episode today, don't forget to subscribe. Give us a five-star rating on the app of your choice. This is really what can help us, your favorite podcasters. And check us out on Instagram at The Brandis Female. Thank you to TD Bank Group for Women Entrepreneurs for their support of The Brandis Female. If you are a woman entrepreneur, check out TD Services and find out how you can benefit from their support. You've got it in you to succeed. Let TD help guide you. Visit thebrandisfemale.com slash podcast and click on the TD logo. Thank you so much for listening today. I'll be back in a week with a new guest on the show. Yeah.